Hey, what's going on, guys? This is a slightly confused podcast. Uh, before we get started today, I just want to give a little shout out to the How's Everyone Doing podcast. Uh, they are some good friends of ours. Uh, I like to consider them intellects, some funny boys. Uh, I think I think they got some good stuff going on. And so I just want to give a little shout out to them. Let's give a little shout out to Orville's Hot Beans for helping uh, sponsor us and all of our podcast endeavors. Um, so today... I'm really super excited. I don't know about you, Brett. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but, I'm thrilled. <laughs> oh yeah. So today we got ourselves quite we got ourselves quite the show. We have a, a guest that we're featuring today by the name of uh, Cade Castle. Uh, Jonathan Cade Castle. Jonathan Cade Castle. We're I'm already learning new things about Cade. Uh, Cade, he's uh, quite the nature boy. Um, and I like to consider him a little bit of an anomaly of a human being. Um, if you're ever having kind of a down day, a bad day, just have a conversation with Cade and you'll instantly feel better. Cade is just a, one smiley boy and he's very knowledgeable though on, on what he knows and a lot of that, that's, that's nature. And so we're going to be talking about that today, but, uh, before we kind of get into the, the knowledge that Cade's going to dispense to us, uh, bro, what was your first, your first interaction with Cade? Mm. I I just remember going into junior year leadership and I remember walking into that class and immediately seeing this guy walk in with a cooler <laughs> as a lunchbox. Like this big cooler as a lunchbox. <laughs> and I immediately I don't I don't remember the exact moment, but he's just like a goofy guy that I met. And then I think we like became friends in that leadership class, right, Kate? You can say something. Oh, hello. Yes, <laughs> that's when that's when we became friends. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, and we honestly didn't give a crap about that class. <laughs> I think uh, I feel like you you have to radiate a high level of confidence to walk in a classroom as a as a, as a as an upperclassman in high school with I remember, like a huge lunchbox. <laughs> well, you were like ASB president, right? Yeah. He was the ASB president, which is like, you know, I don't know that. pretty pretty big deal, I guess. I don't, but right. I remember vividly us leaving leadership like hours early before. <laughs> like we would leave leadership oh, like at least 20, 30 minutes every day. Oh, Hopefully, Miss Bedell never gosh. hears this. But. <laughs> it's not leadership unless you like neglect the class. Yeah. Matt, what was your first experience? Um, so Brett, Kate, and I, we all we all go to the same church. We're all involved in the same community. But I remember the first time that I met Cade was through one of our mutual friends, Connors. Uh, wow, so much plurality there. Through one of our mutual friends, Connor. And um, I was talking with Connor, and then Cade walked up, and then Connor introduced me. He said, this guy's in the coffee in the whole bit, because that's what I do as a, as a job. And uh, Cade, without even saying hello, even asking what my name was, even getting to know me a little bit, just kind of looks at me in the eyes and points at me and goes, hold on, really quick, if you drink a lot of coffee, do you poop a lot? <laughs> this is true. Sounds just true. without without any any further introduction. And um, Sounds about right. I don't yeah. know. I mean, I, I like to say I have a healthy digestive system because of yeah. coffee, but that answers the question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. I remember that, and I was I was reminiscing on that. I I can't believe I asked you that first thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I, I love it. It it embodied it embodied so many good vibes I have about Cade Castle. But 
Brett and I could talk about Cade all day, and you'll only learn so much. Cade, can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? I sure can. So, my name is, uh, my full name is Jonathan Cade Castle, so I go by my middle name, so that's what is, uh, can be very confusing at times. Uh, I was uh, born in Fresno, and um, I went to uh, Tarpe Elementary, then I went to Alta and Buchanan, that's where I met Brett. Um, and uh, I've always kind of had this passion for, I think it's from camping growing up, but just for nature in general, and it's specifically wildlife. Um, I always try to go places where there's wildlife, um, and it, it, eventually out of high school I got a job working in Sequoia National Park in Kings Canyon, and that's when um, it just took off. Uh, I, I take pictures in Sequoia National Park in the summers for the Sequoia Parks Conservancy, um, and it's just a dream job. I, I really enjoy it, and ever since then I just go out throughout California looking for new places that um, have wildlife and cool wildlife encounters, um, and I've been pretty fortunate so far, so it's uh it's always it's always fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so growing up camping and just looking for wildlife, what particular wildlife really <laughs> stuck out to you? Oh, for sure. Um, and all my friends probably know this, but bears, uh, black bears. I mean, I I like all bears for sure. I can talk about any not any bear, but most bears for a long period of time. Um, this is very true. So. Yeah. And. Um, we, we'd camp where there's just a lot of bear activity. We camped at Dorse Creek in Sequoia National Park. And really anywhere in Sequoia National Park, there's just a ton of bears. And they just, I think they're just the coolest thing. Their cubs are adorable. Every encounter is different. Um, they're funny. Uh, and they eat a lot of food. And they sleep a lot. So we actually have a lot in common. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, bears um, for sure. And birds. I really like birds. But bears specifically interest me. Yeah, I also remember in high school, um, you having the bird app. Yeah, <laughs> iBird Pro. It's a great iBird Pro. Yeah, it has a... all the bird noises, and he would just play them in class. Yeah, and just I like. And if you ever want to get guy? into bird watching, <laughs> iBird Pro. I've had it since I was in eighth grade. Um, it's the best bird watching app out there. I mean, it, actually, there's other great ones too. Audubon produces some good bird watching apps, and National Geographic. But uh, iBird Pro is if you want to do bird watching, not just the bird sounds, but just any information you know about birds. It's pretty pretty informative. Yeah, I think. Um, you know how typically people first say something along the lines of, hey, do you want to get coffee? Do you want to grab some lunch? Do you want to, I don't know, a group of friends and I are going to the movie. movies or bowling or, I don't know, a concert or something, right? That's I don't know. I feel like that's a fairly standard set of invitations. But uh, Bert, uh, Cade, before anything, asked if I want to go bear watching. This is true, yeah. And we... Actually, Brett and I did end up going bear watching with Cade, and we, Brett and I, heard all these stories about people seeing upwards to like fourteen bears sometimes. Yeah, right. Record was eighteen, but eight, yeah, eight, eight, eighteen bears, different and, different bears. Yeah. Uh, without fail, pretty much every time they saw a bear. Um, and Cade, how many bears did we see that day? So good question, Matt. Yeah, we saw zero. Um, that was very disappoint uh, disappointing. Um. I, that was my first time ever <laughs> taking people to see bears and being unsuccessful. That was very frustrating. Um, I was eager to see something. I never, that whole day, we didn't see anything. And in fact, the next day, I went back to where we went, and I saw a bear. And I was really like, oh, you couldn't have been here yesterday. So, I think, um, yeah. I think I've, like, either hiked or, like, backpacked or done something with you, like, a few different times now. And I've never seen a bear with you. I know. <laughs> and yeah. yet, Which is your shtick. That's what people know you as. Is. So, yeah. 
I don't know. I don't know if he's actually seen a bear in his life. <laughs> I think all his photos on Instagram are just like off Google images, but right. who knows? Yeah, who knows? Yeah, this could be a whole scam. Yeah. I mean, Kate, why don't you, we don't have a long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could sit here for hours, like you said. And, you know, if you have a couple hours and want to sit down with Cade, it's worth the experience. Mm. But give us a little taste of just something that a lot of people don't know or are confused by about mm-hmm. bears. Right. So, um, yeah, if I'll talk about, you know, whatever we have time for, but definitely we'll for sure talk about bears. So the, you, have, you have at least like 10 seconds. So yeah. Okay, cool. So. Uh, the podcast slightly confused. Thank you for having me on, by the way, um, Matt. Oh, no problem. It's great to be here. Anytime. Um, so bears, um, there's a lot of misconceptions about bears and things that are slightly confusing about them. One, we're going to start with the black bear. Actually, no, we're going to start with the grizzly bear. So the California flag, on the flag, is a grizzly bear. Yeah. Yet there are no grizzly bears in California, so people may wonder why is that. But there um, was. But there was, and that's the thing. So there once was grizzly bears throughout the state of California. Um, the last one was actually killed uh, in the ni- early 1900s, um, actually near Sequoia National Park. Um, so ever since then, there haven't been bears. So um, there's, but we had two bears. So the other bear we have in California is a black bear. Their species name is American black bear. Scientific name the Ursus americanus, and uh, they um, most black bears are brown. So that's also confusing. Being in the visitor center in Sequoia, and people say, "Oh, I saw a brown bear, a grizzly bear," and and they're like, "No, you saw a black bear." So that's what's uh, confusing. One of the things confusing about them is most black bears in California are indeed uh, brown. Uh, they can actually be different colors. They can be brown, blonde, uh, grayish, blue up in uh, North, in Canada, I believe. Also called the glacier bear. Even white. Uh, there are bears in British Columbia and the Great Bear Rainforest that are actually white in color. They're called the spirit bear or the uh, kermode bear. And um, But in California, in fact, 90, in, I think it was, uh, about 90% of the bears in Yosemite are actually are not black. They're blonde or brown. And mm. same some similar stat for Sequoia. I think there's a little bit more black bears there, but um, you have uh, most black bears um, are actually indeed black, uh, so at least in the western United States. East Coast, most of them are actually black in color. So why that is, I'm not too sure. Um, I'm, not, I'm sure there is a reason for it, but they are all the same species, just different fur coats. So... That's one thing that I think is interesting about that and slightly confusing. Um, so, yeah. I, I remember when we were out and um, eagerly trying to find some bears with you, you were telling us some pretty interesting stories about bears uh, bluff charging you. I believe that was the, tr- mm-hmm. like the phrase you mm-hmm. used. What, what is a bluff charge? And then do you have any... Maybe, like, what are, like... The misconceptions about bears, bear attacks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that, yeah. That's good. That's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. So there's any most black bears that charge you, or most bears that charge are are bluff charges, where they're not actually going to do anything. In fact, to be in that situation is very rare in general. Bears do not, they do not like. Um, they're more scared of us than we are of them, uh, and they just they do not. Uh, most of the time, if you're close to a black bear, um, they will run away. They don't want anything to do with you. Um, they don't eat humans. Um, that's another misconception. Uh, the, I think the thing that's scary about them is that there's very powerful animals. When you see them in the forest, it's knock down trees like or knock down dead wood on the ground like it's nothing. Um, but uh, mo- most bear attacks are from grizzly, and they're very uncommon. Um, I think there's only been about three in the last ten years. Um, and if you think about how many people go out in bear country, there's millions of people that go out in bear country. 
So the chances of being attacked by a bear um, or, or mauled is um, very slim. And there's never been a bear attack in Sequoia National Park. Um, and the bluff charge that I experienced was very minor, and it was, and it's always a human's fault. That's the other misconception. It's always a human's fault. I was with friends, and we were definitely too close. And I was taking pictures, and I didn't know how close my friends were. And um, we, uh, um, they decided to do something that you should also never do with animals, and I just try to take a selfie. <laughs> and they got out their phones, and I was at my Nikon. I was taking pictures, and I did not know the how close they were. So. I um, turned to them, I, I got us all together, and I, as we were starting to scoot back, uh, the bear just turned to us, gave us a good three steps, and then um, started clamping its jaws at us. It you know, jolted forward very quickly, and then ran up the hill. And it's important in that situation to stay still and not, um, not run in, in the other, don't give, you know, don't uh, react to, you know, you wanna show that you're superior, so anytime you like run away, um, and, and show that you're, you're scared or something like that. Um, that's, that's not always the best way to react to bear. You want to show that you're superior, you're stronger, stand your ground, that type of thing. So, yeah, that's, um, yeah, bears are not as aggressive as, as you would think. And it is important to know what you're dealing with between bears and black bear. They're, they're very different species. Yeah. I remember always hearing, if a bear is coming at you, just like, wave your arms and yell and act sporadic and crazy, but it sounds like yeah. coming from you, it, well, Maybe. you can do that too. I mean, okay. um, that's more that that works too because you want to. I mean, also just that's kind of showing that you're superior by just. I mean, by being it sounds like you're, you'd be silly, but like um, doing those type of things, uh, it confuses the bear. Bear is like, okay, what is this? I don't want anything to do with this, mm. um, and we'll we'll turn away. But anytime you start to like, you know, walk back or, or run away. Um, it it shows that you know maybe the bear can strike fear in you uh, for future future encounters, but um, but yeah, uh, that that works too. You know, uh, yeah, getting loud is important. In fact, when at our campground, bears would actually uh, if bears were in the campground, they would the rangers would actually say bang pots, make loud noises. Um, eventually, even throw sticks or pine cones at them, mm. get them to leave, and show them that you know campgrounds are not places for bears. So um, that's one way to react uh, if you see a bear in a place it shouldn't be. Interesting. Yeah. I remember when we were with you too, you were also talking about how bears seldom get aggressive on their own towards humans, but when food enters into the pictures or human <clears throat> humans feeding bears oh, food, yeah. that's really that's a no no. Yeah. Issues. Right. Yeah. It's a, one. It's against the law if you're in a national park on um, federal land. Um, and not even actually. I'm not too sure on public or on. Um, you know, private, if, what the law would be, but yeah, you don't want to feed an animal. It's like a dog. You feed a dog your dinner table, it's going to come back and want more food. Mm -hmm. um, or a human. Or, yeah, or feed a human, or yeah, girl, it'll come or back. girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, yeah. Sorry, sorry, Becca. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's not good for the bear. Uh, the rangers will say a, a fed bear is a dead bear. And that's just because um, once they get food that's not natural for them, they just um, they start to act not natural. So that's um, important to not feed bears because once they get human food, they'll think that you know that's okay, and they'll mm -hmm. be more aggressive towards getting that food and, and that food. And people will think they're being aggressive towards them because they want <clears throat> the human, but they actually just want your food. Yeah. And that's when the problems come, and they'll be pretty aggressive getting the food. I've seen bears in uh, in someone's truck. Um, bed of a truck eating mayonnaise out of a cooler 
Um, playing wow. the mayonnaise, I uh, see. Yeah. Wow. And, and that's the other thing. Very Patrick Sorry. Great, great sense of smell. One of the best in the animal kingdom. Uh, seven times better than a hound dog. Um, and they have, yeah, they can is sniff. Hound, is hound dog pretty good? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's like, yeah. They're, it, well, it's at least seven times worse than a bear, so. <laughs> yeah, those are true. like known as, like, <laughs> people always say, like, how great of a sense of smell that dogs have. And then one of the best would be a hound dog. And, and then there's bears who have seven times that. Where's Wolverine um, on that spectrum? I'm not actually sure what Wolverine is on that spectrum. Mm-hmm. They're high on the list because they have to dig through snow find carcasses in the dead of winter, in the in the heat in the middle of winter, they'll find carcasses under snow and dig and find caribou carcasses and then eat frozen, you know, uh, animal. You know, I, I forgot that Wolverine is an actual, like, creature. Were you thinking that Marvel? Oh, I was totally <laughs> talking Marvel. Oh. <laughs> but, then I, then, but then I remember that, oh, there are such creatures called Wolverine. Yeah, yeah, very, right? yeah, they are, there are Wolverines, very fierce, very well, 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 aggressive. They're in the Mustelid family, so they're in the same family, like the weasel family. So they're related to river otters, uh, sea otters, uh, um, black-tailed weasel, um, and uh, badger. Okay. Um, the honey badger in Africa, same family, and uh, they're just they're the coolest of families. Like all those uh, pine martin, another common one. Uh, just a cool family. They have so many great hunters in that uh, in that that family group that. They're just, they just are really cool. And they're cute. They're all pretty cute. Weasels are like one of the most adorable little creatures. Interesting. Yeah. So, well, no, keep going. Oh, okay. Um, so bears have always been kind of your passion, kind of like your, I don't know, your, what you I kind of identify as, mm-hmm. as a wildlife photographer. It's like, I'm the bear guy. <laughs> You're also a bird guy. Oh, yeah. What is your favorite bird and why? All right, so my favorite bird is, I love birds of prey, and my favorite is a golden eagle. Yeah. I, I like bald eagle. I always love my experience to seeing bald eagle, but I feel like it's very common, or they're more common to see, at least in California, and everyone says they just like the bald eagle. But the golden eagle I love because um, a lot of them you'll see um, living, you know, they're, they're not as, a, as aquatic. Bald eagle typically in your lakes, um, but golden eagle are typically in very rugged terrain. And um, they also hunt, you know, they can hunt very large prey, similar to bald eagle, the two. Um, but, and also, I just think they're really cool looking. Um, seeing them, especially when they, when, in places that are cold, they're, they're nice, feathery, I guess, I don't know if you can call it coat or not, but um, they're just so majestic. Uh, they're really fun to watch hunt. Um, and they also are huge, like the bald eagle, and um, they're one of the larger birds of prey. Hmm. But um, I, like, I like seeing other, like songbirds that are rare, um, snow geese. Uh, trying to think other birds um, American Keshe which is a really small species of bird of prey but there's just so many cool birds out there winter is a great time to go bird watching by the way if, you ever, if there's any bird watchers listening which I think that might be not the case but <laughs> hey, but it seems like you're kind of you know for discriminating against uh, pangos penguins, uh, penguins. or <laughs> uh, nothing no. uh, yeah penguins I commonly refer to as pangos pangos um, I think that one or uh, ostriches, just you're kind of like your land birds. What's your favorite? Yeah. What's your favorite land bird? Oh, penguins, I would say. Penguins. Yeah, I, I I used to love penguins growing up. Um, I used to actually know know all seventeen species oh, wow. of penguin <laughs> or eighteen. Um, it's eighteen, 18 me. Yeah. Uh, but now I can only probably remember like ten. But um, they're like the they're pretty cool. I like another thing that's cool about them is because they live in some of the harshest climate in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think that's pretty pretty neat. So, so you talk about all this wildlife and you 
have this passion for just kind of just watching them, kind of watching them in their natural habitats, watching them kind of like live their own life. How do we, as normal citizens, how do we like contribute to that? Like how do we protect these animals? Well, I think the a big thing would be supporting um, national parks and places and, concert, and um, uh, groups that um, conserve mm-hmm. these, these wild animals. Um, like the World Wildlife um, Foundation, mm-hmm. or, and uh, the uh, National Park Service is a great one. Yeah, that's the WWF. W- right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, things like that. I mean, there's so many small refuges out there, and especially in California, I think is one of the best places to view wildlife because there's so many. Um, California is really set aside land for animals. Mm-hmm. I think that's important. Um, I just discovered within the last couple of years a San Luis Wildlife Refuge, I've which is there. yeah, is that the one we yeah, went we, to? yeah, that's when we went okay. to, and um, they single handle single handedly essentially protected the sand hill crane from going extinct, um, and many other species just because uh, these migratory birds that come to the Central Valley, like you were talking about the the kind of Fresno, and it's all an industrial, it's all uh, urban. So many people live here now, yeah, um, and this land set aside protected this animal from going extinct he would fly here for the winter and have nowhere to go same with the ross geese snow geese um but essentially um you know going and spending time in nature and being inspired i think is important and then also um if you ever you know want to contribute financially to these uh organizations um there's a lot of local nonprofits that um i know the one i work through might work for the sequoia parks conservancy they're all about education and preserving um and uh that's that's really crucial in a time where I don't think wildlife or nature really comes first, um, which I know there are so many um, dire issues going on, but uh, you know it's nice that there are organizations like that too that um, give wildlife and nature a chance. So, so would you consider yourself an environmentalist? Yeah, I definitely would. Do, do you when you get into? I mean, you're there. Like you 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 lived up in the mountains. Like you're around. It all the time and like obviously your your heart has gone quite like grown quite fond of it and when it gets down to like your faith mm-hmm. do, you, do you see it intertwining at all like your faith with environmentalism and like your love for it like yeah. do, do, do you see one supporting the other or? i do um i think uh and it's biblical that i mean that god calls us to be good stewards of of his creation and I think when I get out in nature, I think to myself, like, man, this is, uh, this is his creation. And this is really pretty, uh, it's just beautiful. Um, the scenery, the landscapes, I feel like are second to none. I mean, it's not, nothing, I like being out there knowing that there's no person, no human that can create something like this, this beauty. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it's a very, being out in nature can be a, um, a very spiritual experience. Mm. Um, and I think that there is a connection between being out in nature um, and being an environmentalist, I feel like that's that's biblical to want to um, care for the land that was 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 given to us. So, mm-hmm. um, and I just love that we also set aside this land. That there are places like um, national parks and preserves um, and monuments yeah. that protect this land. Because otherwise, I mean, we wouldn't have uh, places like that people adore, like Yosemite or for some Sequoia, um, and obviously around the world there are national parks. Mm. Do you see yourself? Do you, do you do you think that us as like a church 
should should be leading the charge and combating um, like policies or or acts that could be to the detriment of the the of the environment. Like, do you, do you see? Do you think that the the church has like a role in environmentalism at all, or would you say that they're kind of like two separate? Like, I mean, I think that the church. Um, could su- definitely support environmental environmentalism. However, I think there's so many things that the church should prior- prioritize before that as the church. Like, mm-hmm. um, for one, evangelism and spreading the gospel. I think Jesus is quite clear about that. Right. Um, and that should be where the priority of the church would be. But I don't think it's not biblical for a church to want to support um, preserving uh, God, or, you know, God's creation. Right. But, not like a personal thing. Like... Yeah. I mean, the church has so many other things that, to deal with, and sure. it's it's local communities. Right. right. Um, I think that uh, it's definitely not may not be wrong for the church to do that, but I know that I would never, you know, get on a church's case for not wanting to support right or um, look into uh, environmentalism at all because there's right. there's so many other issues, especially in a place like Fresno. Yeah. Um, you know that there are other dire issues. I mean, things that are a matter of life and death. And then we're here. The church would want to also tell people about environmentalism. I feel like that's yeah, um, kind of uh, not the priority. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Do you think you have, as we wrap up right now, you think we ha- you have any kind of advice you want to give our viewers? Just yeah, what are, what is some ooh some um, advice, some encouragement? What do you want to offer to our viewers? Uh, I would say get out more. I mean, there are so many beautiful places, especially in California. There are so many beautiful places that I know you, you haven't heard of. Um, and I would just say get out more. Um, keep it out for wildlife. Be on your phones. Uh, be on your phones less. Um, there's so many. California is very unique. Um, and it's and like you guys talked about last week, Fresno as a, as a place. It's also centrally located if you want to see wildlife. I mean, we're you know, two hours from the ocean where you can – California's one of the best coastlines to see uh, migrating whales. Um, specifically, Monterey is one of the best places in the world to see whales. You have our, um, Sierra Nevada, where you can see um, one of the best places to see bears. You have migratory birds that I know most people don't even know about in California. Um, one and a half million birds that come through the Central Valley, uh, waterfowl and geese that you know you just have to look for. There's just a lot to see. And my, my advice would be go out and explore. Um, don't do what's uh, what most people do. Go out and find new trails. Um, and um, there's still places to explore in California. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, we're gonna wrap up the show. You know, it's a little short, but we got other stuff to do. Yeah, I, I, I encourage you guys if you uh, yeah. ever come across Cade. I'm sure. I mean, Cade. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, ask him questions. Ask me anything. It doesn't have to be about bears. There are plenty of other wildlife um, that I love talking about. Please, uh, the next time you see Cade, go up and ask him what his favorite bird is and why. Ask him. Ask him about elk versus moose. Ask him about mountain <laughs> lions. Ask him just about say any animal and have him give you some information on it. Yeah, any, any animal. Guarantee, except Maybe, like a house cat. Yeah, don't do domestic animals. No, no do, domestic animals. Yeah, don't do like some like, I don't know, clams or crabs. Or like, I don't yeah. know, do like a, I don't know, a cool animal, like a mammal or a reptile or bird or do, something. Yeah, like a, cool, or like a cool animal, like a sea cucumber or something. Yeah, yeah. do a sea cucumber. Yeah, there you go. Okay. <laughs> All right. Cool, thanks guys. Uh, This is episode three, Slightly Confused. Remember, keep it casual.